0: Greetings and welcome to another different church podcast. My name is Jarrett and I hope you are having an awesome day. I'm recording this on a Monday night. I'm a day late, forgive me. Sometimes that happens. So you'll be able to hear this sometime Tuesday morning or anytime the rest of the week. Uh, Yesterday was Sunday and it was a really special day for us because it's Hannah's last message for like at least a month um she is having a baby in the next uh week or so and we have really awesome guest speakers scheduled for the entire month of december and then the first week of january i think we're going to do something kind of fun and then after that she will probably be back and ready to go so if you uh tired of hearing hannah you're in luck (laughs) there's going to be some pretty sweet guest speakers for the month of december we're really excited it's going to be an awesome time and uh, we're also really excited for january it's going to hopefully kind of feel like a new beginning we uh will have hannah back uh kiana and peter part of our band will be back they've been out of town for uh when they come back they will have been gone for two months uh, hopefully we won't have to worry about any sort of like quarantine or shutdown. So finally, for the first time we can just like be the church and do the church things for an extended period of time without having to worry about anything crazy. So if you've been with us so far, thank you so much. Um, it means the world to us. Uh, the fact that, you know, we, we, started this little crazy church this year um was crazy (laughs) and the fact that anyone cares is so awesome so let me tell you about the message that hannah preached i'm doing quotes because she didn't really preach she did this like kind of satire thing that i don't think that you would find at other churches it was like uh if you've ever read the screw tape letters it was kind of like that. That's this C.S. Lewis book where it's like a war journal. Like, imagine you're know, like an old Civil War journal. It's correspondences between uh, like a, a nephew and an uncle. And um, except it's a demon corresponding with like his captain demon. And it's all about their war on humanity and, you know, against God. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I don't know if satire is the right word, but it's like, um, it's like just kind of turning things on its head and you get to hear the perspective of like the enemy and how they would attack. And through hearing that you can kind of like, you know, learn what to look for and what not to do. And, uh, I don't know. It's, it's a really interesting and fun book. And that's kind of what Hannah was going for with this, um, talk. It's called The Nine Habits of Highly Effective Complainers. (laughs) And she is an expert complainer. She comes from a long line of complainers. And she's going to tell you everything you need to do to be a highly effective complainer. (laughs) It's uh, a fun, it's pretty silly, but stick around. I think you're going to enjoy it.
1: I am going to impart my wisdom to you on a very important topic. In the spirit of the holidays... Thanksgiving and Christmas and all the other holidays. I am going to teach you today how to be the best complainer you can possibly be. Now, I have heard some of you complain, and honestly, I think you can do better. Uh, On the way in, I heard one, one person complain about the weather, even though the high is 80 degrees today, which is completely unacceptable for November 29th. You're basically phoning it in, all of you. Now, why am I qualified to teach you how to be the best at complaining? Because there's a, few, there's a small list of things that I'm good at. And complaining is like top three. I'm a complainer from a long line of complainers. This has been handed down carefully, generation to generation. My father and my father's father, et cetera. And like if you met my grandfather, you would believe me. Um, I used to call him and be like, hi, grandpa. And the first thing out of his mouth was, what's high about it? literally, Um, it would be selfish of me not to share my wisdom with you. Also, Josiah was talking to his sister on Thanksgiving, and she was like, oh, how is she doing? And his answer was, she's a little angry all the time now, (laughs) which is true. I wish I could say that it wasn't true, but it is true. I have nothing but complaints. So you should probably take notes (laughs) on your phone You could get a pen if you're old school, you write them on your arm, because I am gonna give you some practices, guaranteed, to make you a highly effective and efficient complainer. These are the nine habits of highly effective complainers. We're just gonna go through them. And, you know, hopefully, you'll think this is as funny as I do. Otherwise, you know, I won't be preaching next week, Olivia will be, so you don't have to listen to me anymore. Number one, keep a journal. If you are old school, this can be with pen and paper. You can also do like voice recordings in your phone. You can type into your phone. You can do daily vlogs on YouTube. Then other people can join in on your daily vlog journal. No matter how tiny or minute, keep track of everything that bugs you. Everything. We all have our pet peeves right? So if you write these annoyances down, you will be able to keep track of them better. Don't let them go. (laughs) Don't get distracted by life, okay, and forget to be upset. Your goal each day should be to write at least three things that bother you and irritate you. Whenever you find yourself accidentally happy, take out your journal, review your complaints, This will remind you that the world sucks (laughs) and people suck. (laughs) And this is an important thing to always keep in the back of your mind. You know how some people write like motivational sticky notes and like put them on their bathroom mirror, like you can do it. No, we're gonna do the opposite of that. We're gonna say the world sucks, people sucks, remember that. Maybe with better grammar than what I just said. (laughs) So keep a journal, this will come in handy later. Number two, Set aside time daily to ponder and reflect on what people do that bothers you. You know how some people meditate? This is the opposite of that. And I know it may be difficult. Maybe for some of you, you have this natural talent. Maybe not. If it's not easy for you, start with five minutes. Work your way up gradually to like 15 minutes. You can't just get a good complaint on without being prepared. Do you think the best complaint sessions just happen no way the best complaint sessions in my life were when i've pondered them all day long and i come home and i kick open the front door and i say i have a complaint and then i force josiah to listen to me which he loves so much so over time as you build up you will see that you will be able to get a good complaint on at a moment's notice because your mind will be sharp and prepared how are you supposed to complain if you don't know what to complain about You must notice things that bother you. Also, use negative words whenever you can. This is point number three. The lives of happy, grateful people, they're not that different than ours. But they're not realists like us. They walk around in just a cloud of delusion. Thinking there's things to be thankful for. No, they actually just need some practice at complaining and it is your job to remind them. Language matters. How many times have you heard this this year? Language matters. What you say matters. How you say it matters. The more strongly you label things, the better you will be able to nurture your inner crank, okay? So with that, I humbly submit to you the best words to use, adjectives. We all know adjectives, the humble adjective (laughs) from grade school, hopefully. I don't know, when do they teach you about adjectives? Elementary school? I feel like it was a long time ago for me. (laughs) Um, Use words like horrible, awful, atrocious, irritating, stupid, and my personal favorite, the worst. You have heard me say this multiple times, I'm sure. People are, yes. (laughs) It's kind of a catchphrase, okay? Bonus points if you can like get out your thesaurus, in paper or on your phone, and think of new words. If you are using the same words over and over again, do better, you are not being dedicated to the craft of complaining, okay? You can't just be like, this sucks, that sucks, that over there sucks, I don't like that person, he sucks. No, do better, look up words. I need you to commit. (laughs) Insert these words into as many conversations as possible so that other people will know how skilled you are at complaining. If you can think of a word that's like many, many syllables that no one will know what it means, even better. Now, number four, I feel like maybe we're working on. This is a work in progress. Be constantly distracted. Thankful people, they usually can't or won't remember, like, all the bad things that happened to them in the past. They don't worry enough about the future. There could be something awful right around the corner, you know. If you want to be an A-plus complainer, you must be able to do both. You have to remember everything that anyone has ever done to you that was wrong, and you must be able to worry about the future all night long. Every night, you would lay your head down on the pillow and then your brain will be like, let's review the thing that you said 23 years ago to your friend in high school. I can't believe you said that. You must be able to recall at a moment's notice all of the things that have ruined your life in the past and all of the ways that they can ruin your life in the future. In order to do this, in order to train your mind, you have to constantly be distracted. You must always multitask. Do not Waste your precious time enjoying, you know, just a meal or a movie or like a conversation with friends. What you have to do is be entertained constantly. You have to look at the TV and your phone at the same time. Or the TV, my personal favorite This is what I like to do. The TV will be on and then I'll have my iPad and then I'll have my phone. <laughs> Three screens. If you can get four screens in, you're next level. You have to be constantly distracted. If you give yourself too much time to focus on something good that might be happening around you, you will miss out. There could be potential threats around the corner. You're missing wonderful opportunities to dwell on things that you've already experienced that are awful. Distract yourself. The minute you feel happy, just be like, oh, no. If it's quiet, turn on some music. If you're driving in your car, you must be listening to a podcast. Don't let there be silence. And then when you're praying, remember to focus only on yourself. (laughs) Use your prayer time. It's limited, right? It's a small amount anyways. Use your prayer time to get what you want. Praising God for who God is, is a waste of your time. God already knows how great he is. <laughs> doesn't need you blabbering on about it, okay? God also doesn't need you to pray for anybody else because God already knows their problems because they're complaining to God about those problems. If you want God to listen to you about your problems, you are the most important person in the universe. Pull out your journal. You will already have a list of handy-dandy things to complain to God about and tell God you want fixed. So make sure you don't waste your prayer time. Then, we're building number six, do not focus on taking care of your body or your mental health. If you make kind choices to your body or your mind, what happens is you might actually start spiraling up instead of spiraling down, which is the opposite of what we want. This is a vicious cycle. You have to nip it in the bud right away. Okay? Make sure, first of all, you are never getting enough sleep. You got to stay up too late. You got to get up too early. Burn the candle at both ends. Um, When you're tired, you get anxious. Anxiety is like steroids for complainers. Trust me, I know. I got almost no sleep last night, (laughs) and I have nothing but complaints. So, Nothing will up your complain game like a lack of sleep. Make sure you're not sleeping. You know, like screen time right before you close your eyes. Definitely don't turn the air down so your body can, like, be calm and snuggle into a comforter. So no sleep. No exercise. Exercise will be poison for you. Okay? Um, what happens when you exercise? You get endorphins. Those are positive chemicals. You don't want positive chemicals, okay? They will prevent you from recognizing the awful realities of the world. You cannot afford to be a sheeple. You cannot afford to not be aware of what's going, around, going on around you at all times. Avoid fresh air at all costs, which is so easy for me. <laughs> I am indoorsy. Like my worst nightmare would be if you took me on a camping trip. Please don't. Even eating outside. If there's mosquitoes around, like, my standards are really high. I need, I need, like, you know how Tropicana Field is like a bubble and it's a cool 72 degrees in there at all times? And people are like, we want the sunroof so that we can bake in the 100 degree sun in the summer and really experience what baseball is like. No. I want a 72 degree bubble at all times. Also, caffeine, your BFF. Drink it all day long, multiple cups, gallons. You should have an IV of caffeine into your arm at all times. You should drink it right before bed. Refer to previous point about making sure you don't get enough sleep. Caffeine in high levels is like rocket fuel to your anxiety. (laughs) Nothing helps you be more anxious than just a constant like jittery feeling that you get from 17 cups of coffee in a day. If you want to take your complaining to the next level, caffeine will be your best friend. I already had some this morning. This is tea, it's herbal tea. I'm not I'm not practicing what I preach. <laughs> but I did have an espresso, a latte with two shots of espresso this morning because I just wasn't feeling up to complaining to all of you. But now I am. <laughs> now I have so much energy to tell you all the things that I hate in the world. Now After you, make sure that you're spiraling down, not spiraling up, okay? Number seven, you must watch the news all day long. Some of you are very good at this point already. It is so important. I cannot stress to you how important it is to stay plugged into a constant stream of bad stories, Overreactions, politics, scandals, disturbing text and images, and generally just people yelling for no reason on the TV. Your brain needs to download this information at least 10 times a day. This is the only thing that will keep you from the very common but dangerous territory of feeling positive and hopeful. You must remind yourself all the time that everything is bad, bad. In fact, this is really easy because other people will be like, oh, my God, you should not watch so much news. It's really ruining your life. This is how you respond. I just need to stay informed. I just need to keep, I just have to know what's going on in the world. I have to be a good citizen and know what's going on in the world. People can't respond to that. Why? Because it slightly insults them. You're being like oh you're not a good person (laughs) because you don't know what's going on down the road there was at least three murders let's dwell on those all day long (laughs) and then following this statement you need to get into arguments with people whenever possible okay nothing will hone your complaining skills like coming up with fun and creative ways to tell people they are wrong at all times on the fly doesn't matter when just tell them they're wrong make them feel small Make sure you surround yourself in real life with only people that agree with you if someone disagrees with you you should use them for argument practice and then you cut them out of your life okay because in order to get a good complaint on you need an echo chamber of people who agree with you if i'm like hey the weather outside is awful and all of you were like no it's delightful have you seen the sun It's so wonderful. No, all of you are cut off. I don't need any positivity in my life. I need people who are going to agree with me. Bonus points if you get to yell at people online, especially on social media. Okay, make sure that you say things online that you would never be caught dead saying in person so that people know you're being really serious. Okay, get outraged over literally everything. There is no complaint that is too trivial. There is no offense that is too small. It is your job. This is why God has put you on this earth to make people aware of their stupidity. If you don't, who's going to? With great power comes great responsibility. You must point out when people are wrong at all times. And then finally, this is most important. Remember, if you feel happiness or positivity or gratefulness at any moment, this is a fleeting emotion. It's not going to last. If you experience any or all of these feelings for any reason, Go back to step one and read your journal. It will immediately take you out of that dangerous space. It is much better to take yourself out of a positive headspace than to let the world take you out of a positive headspace. Right? You should preemptively be prepared for everything to suck. Then it won't hurt as bad. After all, we're realists. We don't exist in a ridiculous dream world, right? You know better. We've trained for this. Take a breath. Have you ever heard someone talk about mental health? They're like, if anxiety just catches you, or, or just a grief or an emotion just catches you, just take a breath. It's like a wave, it will pass. Yes, yeah, so it will happiness. Don't hang on to that. You don't want it, you don't want it. It's terrible for you. That's it. That's the nine habits of highly effective complainers. The end you don't have to clap. We don't need positivity here. <laughs> See you next Sunday. <laughs> it would be pretty funny. if I, <laughs> Actually, it would be hilarious if I just ended the sermon there, but that Olivia is preaching next week and I can't bump her. She's so good. Just go forth and complain all week. No life lesson. We don't need that. I know that was a little ridiculous, but also I want you to know that I mean them, today especially. (laughs) If you catch me next week and this baby has come out, I will mean them even more. Like it's funny, kind of, it's like a funny and an awkward way We're like, haha, I definitely don't look at the news all day long, that's not me, (laughs) no, I definitely never get into unnecessary arguments with people on the interweb. Or in real life. I definitely never stay up all night just dwelling on the things that people have done wrong to me in my life and all the ways that things could go spiraling out of control in the future. Maybe like all of these are true of us. Maybe not the keeping a journal part unless you read my emo teenage diaries. You should not. Wow, I came across a box of them when we were putting the nursery together, there was just a box in the bottom corner of the closet full of diaries from when I was like 13, 14. Not only was my handwriting atrocious, see, good good word that I just worked in there, atrocious, it was literally all about boys. I only knew a couple because I was homeschooled. (laughs) So it was all about the same boy, Uh, mostly very boring. I was like, I read like half of a journal. I was like, wow, I do not know how you became a functioning adult. Not only was it all about boys, the things that made me upset, I would be like, oh my God, you would not believe what happened to me today. My mom told me to get off the phone after an hour and 45 minutes because the internet was... She wanted to get on the internet. This was before, you know, you could be on the phone and be on the internet at the same time. She would say things like, people are getting, gonna get a busy signal when they're calling. Who's calling? The only people calling in this house are from me. Nobody wants to talk to you. I've done all of the things on that list more than once. I'm like very highly skilled. sometimes at the same time. I actually enjoy it. Like I like, does anyone enjoy getting like a good complain session? Hmm, you guys are lying. In church, all right, we got one. One person who admits that they like to complain. But, how does this like fit into our lives as people of faith? <laughs> because I wish I could stand up here and be like, Oh, good. Just be negative all the time, no matter what. Because <laughs> we talk about like faith, we talk about the kingdom of God, we talk about what God looks like, we talk about what the kingdom of God looks like, we talk about our place in it. This is what we do every Sunday. Pretty frequently, once a week, we talk about the kingdom of God. So, if you wanna know what God looks like, who should we look at? Somebody whispered Jesus. <laughs> It's Jesus, and fun fact, the answer is always Jesus to every question. (laughs) That's never the wrong answer. So if you want to know what God looks like, you have to look at Jesus. But what if you want to know what Jesus looks like? Who should we be looking at? Not Jesus. (laughs) Us. We're the ones supposed to be imitating Jesus. So, you know, we know from everything we've talked about, from every Sunday since this church started, the kingdom of God looks like hope and trust and faith and honesty and diversity and inclusion and justice and community and friendship. That doesn't mean there's never room for complaints, okay? We do have an honesty policy. Like, if something's legitimately wrong, we are never going to ask you to pretend that it's not, just like we wouldn't do that. However, there is a difference between how we ought to live our lives as people of faith and how the rest of the world might expect us to. I feel as though this year of all the years, the most opportunities for us to complain. I don't think I've had a year in my life, except maybe when I was 13, where there have been so many legitimate things for me to actually be upset about. Have you? Has there been a crazier year? If there has been a crazier year in your life, I'm very sorry. (laughs) If we are the ones who are supposed to show people what God looks like, how does that affect how we speak or act or do anything? Philippians 2 says this. This is Paul writing. Do everything readily and cheerfully. No bickering, no second guessing allowed. Go out into the world uncorrupted, a breath, a breath of fresh air. In this squalid and polluted society, provide people with a glimpse of good living and of the living God. Carry the light giving message into the night so that I'll have good cause to be proud of you. On the day that Christ returns, you'll be the living proof that I didn't do all this work for nothing. I like how he ends it with that (laughs) readily and cheerfully with no bickering that's how we should live our lives when was the last time you walked into a room and someone was like i can breathe i feel like i can breathe again because you're here you're a breath of fresh air that's pretty much the opposite of all the nine steps i gave you all of those will suck the air right out of the room if i walk in and i'm like well Did you see the news? I don't know if you know this, but we're all about to die. If you think we're not about to die, then you clearly have not been keeping up with society. That's a little dramatic, we're not all about to die. Unless there's an asteroid coming. Is there? You Remember the time, some of you will, because we're about, I feel like we're, some of us are about the same age, where all of the end of the world asteroid movies came out at once. (laughs) <laughs> and you know, only one of them had a happy ending, and it was Armageddon. Except Bruce Willis died. Spoiler alert. We should be compared to a breath of fresh air when you walk into a room. When we show up, people get to feel like they can breathe again. We get to give people a glimpse of what God looks like. And I know it's really hard <laughs> for many reasons. Like, one of them is Thanksgiving didn't look like it normally does this year. Maybe you didn't get to be with your family. Maybe you got to be with like two people in your family. Maybe there's stuff going on in your relationship, with your job, with the world. And it's just really hard to be grateful about anything. You don't feel like a breath of fresh air. (laughs) It's okay, me neither. But that doesn't mean that you can't look like Jesus that when people look at you, they won't see something shiny and hopeful and bright and happy. Like, if we stop and reflect honestly, do we really think that the kingdom of God is gonna be full of really grouchy, really ungrateful, really negative people who find fault with something every time? Of course not. The kingdom of God is all around us. We have the privilege of participating in it and living it and experiencing it and sharing it with others. And the last sentence of that verse really cracks me up because Paul, the writer, is like, breath of fresh air, cheerful, no bickering, just be so excited. And then the last sentence is, you better do this so you'll be the living proof that I didn't go to all this work for nothing. (laughs) Like, he's the one telling everyone to act like this, and he's like, but I'm going to be a little sarcastic at the end because I don't know if you can actually do it. (laughs) Even Paul, who is anti-complaining, is like, I'm just going to put this out there. You might be awful at it. So try at least, okay? (laughs) So I don't have it wasted my life. (laughs) This week, I have one simple task for you. Just try to catch yourself. Whenever you start to practice any of the nine habits of highly effective complainers, Try to catch yourself. Instead, find something to be thankful for. It could be really small. It could be really big. Like, if this baby comes out, I'm going to be like, yes, big thing to be thankful for. Or I could be very thankful that I have the most delightful cup of tea right now. Like we're always waiting for something big to happen to fix. What's going on? You don't have to wait. Notice all the little things. Even on a terrible, horrible, no good, messed up, very bad day, I can tell you so many things that are wonderful. I didn't feel so good on Thanksgiving. But I got 15 pounds of mashed potatoes. And I still have them. So this is an ongoing thankfulness. <laughs> Every day until I eat them all. What's, what are you grateful for? I joke about keeping a journal of all the negative things, right? But you could keep a journal of, like, there has to be at least three things that did not suck in your day. There has to be. Why? Because the best thing is that you are still here. You are still here. And that's the most hopeful thing of all. Not only are you here, but we're here together. And not only are we here together, but God is here with us in the middle of all this mess. And not only is God here, but we get to take what that looks like to other people who don't know that God is here. That's four things. If you were counting, I said, you only had have three, so I'm an (laughs) overachiever. So just catch yourself, be thankful smile remember if you're experiencing something negative it's like a wave it will pass it will rise and it will fall let the love of god grow your heart a few sizes it's christmas now officially i said it was christmas last week and someone was like it's not christmas until after thanksgiving okay scrooge it's officially christmas now so merry christmas to all of you And to all a good night. I don't think he says it that angrily in the book. (laughs) Thanks for laughing, Anthony. (laughs) So let's pray. I know this sermon's been kind of ridiculous. (laughs) Thank you for hanging with me. I am grateful for all of you. I will be here next week. Not preaching, obviously, because Olivia... If you don't know, she is the founder of Sunshine City Counseling. She was here for our mental health panel. She is fantastic. And she also has a seminary degree. So she's super, super qualified. And I am thrilled to hear what she has to say. But as long as there's no baby, I will be here to socially, distantly tell you Merry Christmas. I feel like we should pray. Hopefully, Jarrett doesn't get upset by this. <laughs> what am I going to do for a couple of weeks when I'm not allowed to pick on him from stage? <laughs> I'll text them, we will be like, yeah, Jarrett. I don't know. I have nothing to say. I had no insult. I am clearly not practicing the nine habits of highly effective complainers because I had nothing to say just now. Let's pray. God, thank you for everything. Thank you, not just for the positive things in our life, but for the things that are hard and force us to grow. Thank you for the storms that once we're through them, we get to unfold like a plant who needed a little water, who needed a little wind to make us stronger. We know this year has been hard, but also there's been so many beautiful things and you make beautiful things all around us. Help us to be aware of that. Help us to be aware of each other and what a precious, precious life it is. Amen.